Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome, everybody, to the Behind the Rails podcast. I am your host, Travis Miller of BoilerUpload.com. That's right. I have moved, and so has a couple of my guys from Hammer and Rails. We are now with the Rivals.com network, and we're welcoming a new audience to us. And with me, as always, is former Purdue running back, Corey Sheets. And welcome to the show, Corey. Hey, Travis. It's good to be back. I feel like it's been forever. Yeah, it's been that's what that's what happens in a bye week. So I mean it's been <laughs> so long that we've moved networks. <laughs> hey, things changed. <laughs> <laughs> so this week we will have the Iowa Hawkeyes. And as we were talking about in the pre-show, Iowa, you know what you're gonna get with them. Very conservative offense and a stout defense, but it seems like this year they are at the extremes of that. I mean that's always good when we when you have a thriving offense and a a defense that are bushing behind. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's interesting here because if you look at their total offense, they've actually improved. They are now 129th out of 131 teams in the FBS. So, a uh, good week last week against Northwestern brought them out of the cellar there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But by comparison, you look at their defense, and they are very, very good on defense. It looks like they have, they are actually fifth in the nation, giving up only 265 yards a game. So they are fine with dragging you down into an ugly game. (laughs) (laughs) So they must have got a lot of shootouts. (laughs) Well, let's put it this way. They lost to Illinois nine to six. I mean, they said it was big, big, big score shootout. But... <laughs> <laughs> well, here's another one that you'll like. They won their season opener seven to three without scoring a touchdown. They won with two safeties and a field goal over South Dakota State, who's the number one team in FCS. Last time that's happened. Hey, y'all, we got to take a break right now to pay for some stuff. So we will be right back after this ad. Behind the Rails podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports, concerts, events with the first to market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online research for all of your sports information for live in game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today. Or use your mobile device to join today and make your first bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that is B-L-E-A-V-50, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. So this this is not a team that uh, is not going to put up a lot of points on us. They, uh, let me see where they are in scoring offense here real quick. They... You know, by comparison, Tennessee is the highest scoring offense in college football, 49.4 points per game. Iowa is at 16.4 points per game. <laughs> hmm. So they're at the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> yeah, they, they are the worst in the Big Ten. They are the uh, they're 125th out of 131 schools. 
But yeah, what's yeah. keeping them afloat is their defense, and they have an excellent punter. <laughs> Isn't it crazy like when a punter finally comes in handy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I believe, if I look at the stats here correctly, they have scored the same number of defensive touchdowns on the season through eight games as they have passing touchdowns as a team. They have three on each side. They have thrown for three touchdowns. They have gotten three defensive touchdowns. That's crazy. <laughs> That's sad too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't get it, man. They, uh, th- their defense is just putting in a Herculean effort, but their offense, if, if they even had a bad offense, I think, they would probably be the best team in the Big Ten West, if not for Illinois. I mean, Illinois right now is a slightly better defense, and they at least have some offense. I mean, you, you feel that their defense is that good? Damn. Well, <laughs> if you look at the national numbers, Illinois has the nation's best defense right now, and Iowa's is fifth. And when they played each other, Illinois won 9-6, to six, like I said, so... If you get any kind of offense whatsoever with this defense, they're going to be pretty good. Mm. I mean, I, I hear what you're saying. <laughs> but I feel like our offense is, is better, better than their defense. Yeah. And it's it's strange because Iowa is a team that the last couple of years – Jeff Brom has done extremely well against he's four and one and in all five games under Jeff Brom, we have had a wide receiver just have an absolutely career day uh, going off. Uh, let's see. David Bell torched him three times in a row. Uh, a couple of years ago, Terry Wright, I think had like 170 yards and three touchdowns. Damn. And he, even in talking with the Iowa guys this week, they don't understand it either. Cause they're like, okay, normally our secondary is pretty good. We don't get why, they're weak against Brom. They got to be something in the scheme. I, I think there's something in it because you've had Purdue quarterbacks that are patient. They'll take the underneath routes and then they know exactly when to go over the top. And that's, that's where they've been able to burn them these last few years. Uh, you know, I re- I'm thinking back to that first game with uh, Brom. We had a receiver by the name of Anthony Mahungu and it Her was short. It was short pass, short pass, short pass. And then all of a sudden, Brom hit him on the same deep route, I think like three passes in a row because he saw something and Iowa couldn't stop it. <laughs> wow. And they couldn't fix it? Nope. Yeah. Well, they, I think they oh, moved a guy man. over. I man, think they moved a different on. guy over to him. But by then, Mahungood had two touchdowns and we were up by 10. <laughs> wow. And, I mean, who's, who's been the – who's been the uh, – who's the – Who's this, who's in the secondary for Iowa? Uh, they have a pretty diverse secondary. Uh, they they've got a guy that was the Big Ten defensive back of the year last year. Let me bring that name up real quick. Uh, yeah, they uh, it was Riley Moss. He was the Big Ten's defensive back of the year last year. He does not have an interception this season. And then uh, they've got a couple of really, really good linebackers in Jack Campbell, who is an All-American, and Seth Benson. So the middle of that defense is pretty solid. Gotcha. They must have got a weakness or a tell that Jeff Brown knows, and only Jeff Brown knows. <laughs> <laughs> He's exploiting it every single time. 
And it, this just really feels like a game. Iowa's not a team that's built to come back. They've in eight of their uh, of their eight games, they have scored ten points or less in four of them. And last week was their best offensive outing of the season against Northwestern, and they got thirty three points. Oh. Who you think is going to have a big day? Which receiver? Which receiver? Well, it's funny you mentioned that because uh, we'll be hitting them with a little bit of their own medicine. You know, uh, Charlie Jones for us. Yes. Spent oh, his yeah, last two. Yeah. Oh, he spent his last two years at Iowa. This is a wash. He's going to have a big day. I guarantee it. <laughs> I guarantee it. I know. I'm, also, calling, I'm calling ten plus catches. Ten plus. I, that. That's yes. not on par for him. It, it, it might it might be fifteen. <laughs> he, he's going everything that he's been telling them in practice that he can do to them if he had the chance. Oh my God, he's about to get that opportunity. <laughs> and he and he already he knows he knows the defensive players. He's probably been talking shit the last two weeks. Oh, this is this is a washer though. <laughs> And, and, the, and the dude on defense, he told to come. He, he definitely is going to be on him. He's going to be on his head. I bet you he talks a lot this game. <laughs> <laughs> bet you. <laughs> well, he has already more than doubled all of his entire offensive output in all the games that he played for Iowa in two years. So he's uh, <laughs> yeah, he definitely, definitely. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say he's definitely found uh, found something in Purdue. And I know Iowa fans are like, really? This guy could have been putting this up all year? I wonder whose fault that is. <laughs> well, he go, uh, if, if I'm him, oh, I can't wait to step on that field. because I'm, I'm going to be talking to all them coaches. Remember I told you to put me in? I could run this route? I'm going to show you right now. <laughs> <laughs> I like that attitude. And uh, he's but- – he has had some time to heal up in the off in the uh, off week here. I know he's been dinged up a little bit. He's not been practicing, but Coach Brown seems to think he's going to be able to play on Saturday, and that's a good thing. I mean, we we passed mid season, so taking a week off is is rest. <laughs> I bet it feels good, doesn't it? Man, what I did it. I did it one uh, one year in Canada. They let me like just stand around all week. Man, I was so ready for that game <laughs> i couldn't <laughs> wait to get on that field my body felt so good in the middle of the season it was like i had been gone for a year like <laughs> everything was felt felt better i ain't do nothing standing around all day <laughs> i bet you had like the whirlpool tub and everything else too man what i came out to practice late because i was they let me stay inside and do exactly what you just said stay in the whirlpool the steam room the sauna i had all three <laughs> That sounds like fun. I mean, I don't even play football. That sounds like fun. What? <laughs> and then just showing up in game day and then just going for like a buck twenty-five. Yeah, that was a great day. <laughs> well, it's that's why we gave him a week off. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that because uh, I told the new audience here at Boiler Upload that we were going to be recording our podcast, and I was like, "Okay, has anybody got any questions for Corey?" And they wanted to know your take on. 
the strength and conditioning at Purdue because apparently there's been a lot of guys that have been a little bit critical of it here. Some of the older guys, uh, critical of the newer ones. Just what's your take on it and how was it when you were here and stuff? Oh my God. It was bullshit. Can I say that? Oh, go for it. Okay. It was bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) We had, we had so many guys with lower back problems and it didn't make no sense. We had guys tearing things. It was just like, I mean, I know football, you tear things, but it would be like something – they do something simple and it would be torn. And you find out they got all this cartilage build up from torn muscles. Like, when the hell did you not catch this, guys? <laughs> <laughs> they'd be like, well, I have this squatting heavy. Why? <laughs> but our weight room compared to the facilities now, oh, my God, it's – it was horseshit compared to what they have now, but I don't know because I know I, it seems like every time I go back to Purdue, it's a different strength and conditioning coach. So yeah. clearly they didn't pick it from the cream. <laughs> <laughs> and I find that interesting because we've lost a number of offensive linesmen of late where they've just had to flat out retire due to back injuries or whatnot. So I think that's one of the reasons that spurred that question on. I mean, depending on where you at in most hard-nosed footballs or people that try to portray that, you're going to squat a lot. Mm-hmm. And depending on your care, that's really where you find things going wrong. That's what I would say. But I don't, I don't think, I don't think they found the right person because every year, or every couple of years, it seems like it's a new guy. So. It's something wrong, and it seems like they, everybody is coming from the same class. <laughs> <laughs> and the other question uh, they wanted to know: What do you think about the offensive line play? Because we've also been kind of all over the map with the offensive line play. But obviously, Devin Mockaby is pretty happy with it right now. I want to say we got we rushed for a hundred yards, what three, four times, something we, like that. Our, yeah, our, our quarterback doesn't really get sacked that much. I mean, how many sacks do you got? Like four or five? Uh, I'm not Maybe. sure. Think of a few more than that. that but... Well, but yeah, I caught. I, I don't. I don't. Honestly, I feel like we haven't talked about them enough. Like, because their play goes unnoticed. But when you think about it, we got guys running the ball better than they've run all the past two, three years. Mm-hmm. We have quarterbacks that. He's being told to run because he has so much time and he has the field to do it. So that doesn't come because guys are being protected by him. Mm-hmm. So I feel like our O line is there's some talent there and we're just not talking about it. Yeah. That's actually a good question. <laughs> yeah, that is a good question. And I, I just didn't know if you'd seen anything in him that was a little bit different from last year or not either. I mean, I don't really know these guys. I didn't really know that. I didn't I wasn't paying attention. To the, I mean, shoot, I wasn't paying attention to the offensive line because they weren't running the ball. <laughs> I mean, yeah, so I've been paying attention to them lately, but, but I think we need to start talking about them a little bit more. <laughs> well, well, it looks like it's going to be important for them on Saturday because uh, it looks like we're going to have wind, we're going to have rain, and it's, it's going to be a game where we want to run the ball if we can at all possible because – Rain has been the Achilles heel for Jeff Brom so far. We have not performed well when there's been weather. 
Oh man, is that on the road or a home thing? It's at home, so we're on our grass. Oh shit! I, uh... <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I really wish Tiller pushed for that turf back when I was playing, because still have a nice field. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's hard. It's, the grass looks good in late August, early September, but man, you get to November. And it gets wet. You get divots all over the place. Oh, <laughs> not even that late. I mean, usually, first game is. It looked like they they put that artificial spray grass down. <laughs> <laughs> it's like all this money. Just get a damn turf. I don't know why the reason why they haven't done it as of late. But when I was there, the reason that they gave was because. Putting in an all turf field or artificial turf field would get rid of too many jobs at the stadium. Oh, okay. Okay. And it was like, all right, that, I understand that, but fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> we need. <laughs> tore my damn Achilles cutting on this damn grass. That's probably why I got weak Achilles now, because playing on that. T- <laughs> Well, I think you played in an era when a lot of Big Ten had gone back to grass before they went back to turf. Uh, I know Purdue is the only school in the Big Ten that has always had grass. We've never had artificial turf. But I'm, I'm thinking that a time when you were playing is like, I think Michigan had grass for a bit. I think Ohio State had it for a bit. Now everybody's on, almost everybody's gone back to the new turf. Ohio State had, had that artificial stuff. Illinois had it. Not Illinois. Yup, Illinois did have. Yeah, I'm Illinois always had a long time. Yeah, that, we played that cold ass game, and I, I hated that game. But anyway, <laughs> um, who else? Minnesota. Oh, they were still in the dome when you were there. Right, so that was the turf. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what was it? IU. There was yeah, there was a few teams that still had that had turf. Like, I'm gonna be honest, but I like playing on the road more than playing at home for for that reason <laughs> well, i think the only ones that have grass still in the big 10 right now are penn state purdue northwestern and i think michigan state has like a mix of turf and grass kind of like they do at lambeau field honestly what <laughs> i i think they have like a hybrids type like where they got it's partially turf but it's also partially grass i don't know how they do it i'm not a, i don't keep the field now i mean you lost you lost me with the lambo field part because i thought they had i thought that was grass i think it's like grass mixed with turf because it's well it's green bay so uh i don't i don't know exactly how they do it but i think i think it's sort of it's like a mixture of the two I mean, that's where I played my last NFL football game, so I'm pretty sure it was great. <laughs> All right. Well, I trust you, man. I trust you. <laughs> uh, I, I know. I cut on that thing, but boom. <laughs> Blown tire. <laughs> Down goes Frazier. <laughs> so, so with this being Iowa, this is one of the few coaches that is still around from – when you played, what was it like going against Ferentz? Because he's just kind of been the same for years. Um, I always joke with him on sign like, like, yeah, you know, I was supposed to come here. I even tried to come, and he told me no. That's right. <laughs> he, you did say he recruited you. Yeah, it came down to Iowa or Purdue. 
I chose Purdue, but I should have went to Iowa because my my guys was there, and I would have played sooner. But <laughs> history is history; you can't change that. And I went to Purdue. There you go. <laughs> there you go. So I I bet I bet that's interesting. Then you you're seeing a guy that actually recruited you, and then you got to go back and you got to talk to him uh, on the other team sometimes too. Yeah, it was it was always fun. Just because it always was like, this is what y'all should have had. I always tried to make sure I balled out. It was a couple teams that I always tried to make sure I played well against it. Iowa was always one of them. <laughs> and they, I know they uh, they always have a good home crowd, too. I bet that's fun to play against them on the road. I hate it going there, to be honest with you. Because for <laughs> one, they bring you in that. And I don't have nothing against the color pink. But it's like, yo, you make the locker room pink, the floor is pink. The seats are pink. The bathroom shower is pink. The lights are play is everything's pink. <laughs> <laughs> and then you come out, and I don't know if they still do this, but they used to have like potato chips or some type of something. It was something they put on the uh, in the stands, and they would throw them at us. Damn. Yeah, and then you know I was like they're the only stadium in America where the, the damn seats are directly behind the bench. Mm. So people were still helmets and they were like, they could touch you basically. That's how close it was. <laughs> that seems so, like a problem, honestly. Yeah, yeah, it is. Like it gets annoying, especially if you're losing or if it's, tough, if it's a tough, tough game or shit, you may be having a bad game. Oh my God. Like I remember this one guy, I think his name was Byron. They took his helmet. He didn't know. So when it got time for him to go out in the field, he's looking for his fucking helmet. And he can't find it. Come to find out he's in the damn stance. <laughs> That's funny. I like that. It was like, you had to deal with stupid stuff like that. Them taking out water bottles. Or, like, it, it was just always something little. Unless, so unless you was winning and blowing them out, they, they, they bothered you the entire game. Yeah, that that does sound annoying, but fortunately we're home this week, and you, even if we may not have bad weather, we're at home, so that that'll be nice. And you know what? What's some of your final thoughts here as we start to run things down here tonight? Um, I can't wait to see Mockley. I hope he's starting. He has been. He he is. Uh, I expect him to start. They said Dylan Downing may be back. Doru is out, but uh, I, I think it's going to be a good dose of Maccabi and Downing, which I kind of like. I mean, you know, I ain't too big on Doru, but I like that combination of Downing and, and Maccabi. So I'm, I'm looking forward to watching that. And I'm, I'm, I'm actually going to pay attention to the whole line this week. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they're opening some uh, yeah, they, they they haven't opened the hole, so I'm gonna start paying attention to who's opening what and who's making big blocks down the, down the field. Uh -huh. That's a, that's a real telltale of a a great O line. If a running back can not get touched into the secondary, oh my god, you don't understand how not running against eight in the box opposed to running against five is a big difference. <laughs> <laughs> Then you get in that secondary, you're like, all right, now I got a lot more room to look around where I can make my next move. That and the guys back there don't really want to tackle. <laughs> <laughs> it might be 
it might be one guy out of the four, depending on what defense they're in, it might be one guy out of the four that wants to tackle. And, and nine times out of ten, he's covering the – he's over the best wide receiver. Mm-hmm. You ain't got to worry about that. And you Or usually he's up on the line because he's playing in the box. So if you get away from that guy, oh, my God, these guys that don't want to tackle. They're going to throw their body in and be like, Coach, I tried. <laughs> well, I couldn't it, wait to get to them guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's interesting. I, I'm one of the things that I want to see is I want to see a resurgent effort from Purdue's defense because they got pushed around a little bit by Wisconsin. The secondary's been a little questionable at times this year. Been giving a big play. A little. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I mean, this is a team that if you have trouble stopping Iowa, you're going to have trouble stopping anybody else the rest of the year, especially facing Illinois next week with, you know, they have the leading running back in the country right now. So I think you need to get out there. You need to make a statement. Iowa has not passed the ball well. They've not run the ball well. You can't let them have a good day offensively. You know what I hope doesn't happen? You know we have a tendency to do this, play to our, our level of competition. Yes. And I pray that doesn't happen. Yeah. And I I just – I want to get up. I want to get a couple turnovers because they're prone to turning the ball over too. Let's get up to, you know, two, three scores and just put it on cruise control because I, I don't think they've got the offense to come from behind really. Yeah, and I would love to see them – see Purdue change gears and run the ball. For change, <laughs> I would. They had success at Wisconsin. I was pleasantly surprised. Maccabee went over 100 yards at Wisconsin. So that's what I'm saying. So if they say they can do it. Let's just keep it. Keep the trend going. Yeah, get up big, real fast, and then put it in, in cruise control. Yeah, because uh, you get this one, you got a gigantic game next week at Illinois. Right, and, and we'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Well, that can that means we can about wrap things up here. Uh, we what's do think. Oh, what's the score? The score? Uh, I think I think weather's going to be a factor. They got a good defense. I'm going to go. I'm going to go 24-10 Purdue. Damn, you're going to give them a touchdown? Can <laughs> we rush a touchdown? They could run the ball a little bit. All right, I give you that. Just say nine, just for field goal sakes. Oh, you're going <laughs> to give them nine? All right. <laughs> yeah, they ain't getting double digits. I don't see it happening. Okay, two field goals, two safeties. How's that? There we go. Yeah, no, hell no. They ain't get no safety on our team. They get three field goals. <laughs> That's it. Nice. Maybe something happened and, and, and they get short field and we, we our defense comes through and stops. Field goal. That's the, that's the third field goal. All right. There we go. There we go. <laughs> All righty. Well, for Corey and myself, Travis Miller of BoilerUpload.com. It's still weird to say that after 13 years running Hammer and Rails. It is weird to say a new name. But uh, get used to it. Yeah, I'm going to get used to it. I got to. <laughs> exactly. But, but we thank you for listening. We thank you all the new listeners that come aboard. We, we appreciate you for giving us a shot. And uh, we will talk to you next week. So until then, Boiler Up. And BTFU, like always. Behind the Rails podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. 
You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.